It is time for the Jeff MacArthur Podcast for Wednesday, October 21st. Coming up on the one-year anniversary of our last election, the Liberals have forced a confidence vote, and the anti-corruption probe may trigger an election. Omar Khan, liberal strategist, Nelson Wiseman, a political scientist, and Daryl Bricker, pollster, all join us to talk about the big news story of the day, all coming up on the pod right now. Let's uh, welcome in liberal strategist from Hill and Knowlton Strategy. Omar Khan joins us here to break this all down on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Omar, how are you this afternoon? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, maybe you can clear this up for us. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Singh was telling us that they're going to abstain from the vote. Uh, were you able to read anything into that presser uh, last hour, kind of read the tea leaves here? Yeah, if I had to guess, I suspect they'll they'll abstain or have a a couple of members show up uh, and and uh, vote for the motion, but not enough uh, to trigger an election. All right. And what do you think that possibly does for the uh, NDP? I mean, they are kind of rolling the dice here a little bit, aren't they? Because if indeed we end up with an election, I mean, is Mr. Singh looking a little weak, uh, not voting and, uh, or, you know, he and his party not voting on what is a, a pretty important issue to some Canadians? Well, to be honest, they didn't really have much of a choice. If you saw today's Nanos poll, I think it was, or either Nanos or Abacus, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, th- there was a poll out this morning that showed of the three main parties, supporters of the NDP were the least enthusiastic about going to the polls and bringing down the government. So, you know, that coupled with the fact that the NDP has had persistent fundraising problems and really organizationally or financially really isn't in any shape to go to the polls right now, and then lastly layering in the fact that the Liberals currently sit in majority government territory with the NDP, you know, in the low to mid-teens. You know, it's really, to me, it's not a surprise that they don't want to trigger this election. The other thing is, you know, I do think it's a a bit of an opportunity for the NDP uh, to try and demonstrate that they are the adults at the table, that they're the ones who are trying to make this parliament work of, of of all the major opposition parties. Um, you know, it's probably not enough to to get them into government. But I think if they can go into the next election and make the argument uh, that they are the party that's putting partisanship aside uh, to get things done for Canadians during this pandemic, it could potentially bring them back to their historic average in polls, which is in the low 20s. Okay, but uh, the NDP, Omar, I mean, they're probably the party, uh, as you mentioned, that at least wants an election for all of those reasons and one other, which is the fact that Jagmeet Singh right now is kind of kingmaker, right? I mean, in a minority situation, Justin Trudeau has to go and uh, barter with and negotiate uh, with the NDP to get things done. Yeah, well, they they are punching above their weight in that. Uh, really, the, the Conservatives and the Bloc Québécois, Bloc Québécois have essentially said that they have they have no interest, uh, or they've demonstrated that they have no interest in making this parliament work, uh, for whatever reason that might be. Um, the ND, you know, that puts the NDP in a strong position because really they're the only dance partner uh, that the Liberals can go to right now to get legislation through. Um, so yeah, you know, if you're if you're Jagmeet Singh right now, there's a lot of downside to going into an election, uh, and uh, you know, not much uh, not much upside to triggering one. So you say to yourself, look, I might as well stay in parliament. Uh, might as well uh, put some notches in my belt of, of some concessions that I've been able to drive from the government. Uh, and then when we do go back to the electorate, I can show them some tangible results of what it means to have NDP members in Parliament. 
All right, let's listen to Mr. Singh from uh, last hour. Here's what he had to say about uh, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and the Liberals and their appetite to go to the polls. Prime Minister Trudeau and the Liberal government are looking for a way to find an excuse to go to an election, and we are not going to give the Liberal government, Prime Minister Trudeau, an excuse to go to an election. So that's become really clear with the fact that they're not willing to have any sort of conversation about how to move forward. And this is a very easy way to move forward. All right. Is he right, do you think, Omar? Do the Liberals, are they hungry for an election? As you mentioned, they're ahead in the polls. They're in majority territory. They have a minority government right now. Ironically, it's a year to the date that we uh, last uh, voted. Does Justin Trudeau, do you think, does he want to seize on this uh, opportunity and get himself back into majority territory? Yeah, I don't doubt that there are other strategists, me not included, <laughs> who, uh, who who might be advocating to, to to try and go into an election. I don't think that the prime minister and the majority of the elected officials within the party, uh, so elected members of parliament, want to go to an election. I, I don't think this is what that's what this was all about. If you look at the way the conservatives had worded their motion, you know, it, it, it became pretty clear that they had a predetermined outcome for what they want this committee to be. Uh, you know, they, 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 they titled it, I can't remember the exact title, but it was like the... The, the Anti-Corruption uh, Committee, I think. Anti-Corruption Committee. So if you're, if you're already presuming that the government is inherently corrupt, which, by the way, according to polls, most Canadians don't, uh, then you've indicated a loss of confidence in the government. and You should have the gumption to go and defend that with the electorate. I think that's what the government was saying. Uh, you know, the three main parties have each put forward proposals on how this committee can work, right? The Liberals, the NDP, and the Conservatives. It's only really the Conservatives, through all of their actions and through through the way they've worded their motion and through the way they've developed the potential terms of reference for this committee, that have made it clear that, you know, they already, they see this committee as a tool to develop a narrative that supports their their supposition that this government is corrupt. Uh, whereas I think the NDP and the Liberals are more into actually building a committee that can provide real real oversight, real parliamentary oversight onto some of this emergency government spending, including the WE spending, but a lot of the other major spending initiatives that have come out, uh, because they have, they have had to come out fast, they, ha- they have been expensive, and they are deserving of parliamentary oversight. Okay, but aren't we arguing semantics or the Liberals arguing just semantics over what we're going to call this committee? Because uh, who could really be opposed to upholding ethics? I mean, yeah, you can sit there and say, oh, it's an anti-corruption committee and I don't like the uh, title that's presuming that we are uh, corrupt. That's just just one point. So there's a couple other things that just show, like, you know, that the Conservatives really had no intention, in my view, of making this a true fact-finding committee or true oversight committee. Um, for example, the composition of the committee itself. So the Conservatives are insisting that the that their strength be disproportionate. So their 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 numbers on the committee be disproportionate to to their numbers in Parliament. Uh, that in and of itself is not fair. They, they've also been insisting that all of the documents that have been provided by bureaucrats uh, be unredacted. And what the Liberals have come back and said is, okay, let's have that discussion, but before we do that, maybe let's call the, you know, the nonpartisan public servants who made those redactions to committee so that they can actually explain why some of those redactions may have been necessary. And then after that, if the committee decides that their parliamentary privilege supersedes the, the, the rationale for redaction, they can still ask for those documents. 
it's, it's, it's a lot of these things that the conservatives have been unwilling to compromise on that lead people like me and others to believe that they really had no intention of this actually being an oversight committee. Uh, you know, okay, on the other hand, though, do you believe that maybe, Omar, that the prime minister's overplayed his hand by being so adverse to this uh, committee that he's willing to force an election to make this a confidence uh, vote? And what would you uh, say to critics that are saying, listen, he's just worried about other things that this committee might uh, uncover when it comes to the WE charity scandal uh, and maybe various uh, other things? But he hasn't been averse to a committee studying we. Uh, I think what, what he has been averse to is a predetermined witch hunt. Um, so what the Liberals have said is, let's have a committee, let's have it examine the emergency spending, and let's have that include we. Uh, but the Conservatives have just been so narrow-minded, and, and you know they've essentially been a dog with a bone on this issue. And it's hurting them. It's hurting them in the polls. And I think the reason that is is that you know it's, it's a mistake a lot of opposition partisans make uh, is that th- they assume that the general public shares their visceral dislike of the government, uh, and and I don't think that's the case. All right, just finally, gaze into your crystal ball, if you could, for us an hour or so from now with this uh, confidence vote. Uh, how's this all going to play out, do you think? Yeah, I think that in all likelihood, the NDP will abstain. The, the motion will fail. And then the NDP and the Liberals between them will probably come up with some sort of compromise on how to uh, constitute this oversight committee. And life will go on, and then we'll probably do this all again when we come back to the fall economic statement in a few weeks. <laughs> you don't think that there's the possibility that this could come down to the independents, the two independents, one of which is Jody Wilson-Raybould? And, I mean, is this just wish- wishful thinking on behalf of some that love all of this political intrigue and drama that uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould that famously left the Liberal Party and has had yeah. a problematic relationship with the Prime Minister might be the one with the deciding vote today? The math's just not there. If the NDP has already indicated, they they will prevent an election. Um, and the Green Party, which I think has three three votes, they've also indicated that they don't see this. You know, they don't see this being an appropriate time to, to go into an election. I, I just can't see the math being there. As much as uh, you know, I and other pundits would love to keep opining on this for the next four hours. <laughs> I think I think the die is set. We're not we're not going to be going into an election today. All right, Omar. Appreciate the time as always, and good to talk with you. Thanks so much. My, my pleasure. Be well. Omar Khan is with Hill in Knowlton Strategy. He's a liberal strategist. Okay, let's get more on the confidence vote. Here is Nelson Wiseman from the Department of Political Science at the University of Toronto. He joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Nelson, how are you this afternoon? I'm fine, thank you. All right. Uh, how do you think things are about to play out here? I mean, everybody we hear, I mean, liberals say they don't necessarily want an election. We just heard NDP leader Jugmeet Singh last hour say that he's not going to give the liberals a, an election. Nobody seemingly wants one, but are we about to get one? No, I don't think we're going to get an election. In fact, I don't think we're going to get an election probably until 2022. I think this minority government has legs because uh, the NDP has leverage, and it recognizes that the most it can get out of a situation is a minority government where the liberals are in power, because it it can uh, apply pressure to liberals in a way that it can't to the conservatives, as was demonstrated when the conservatives had a minority government. Yeah, the NDP are in the best possible situation they could hope for, at least right now in the short term, and why would they walk away from that? That's right. I mean... 
the NDP recognizes that it's not going to form the government. If it thought it could even form the official opposition, it would be more motivated. But uh, the NDP isn't in a situation where it wants an election. Now, having said that, the NDP also doesn't want to um, give the impression that it doesn't want to pursue the we scandal. So one of the things the NDP could do is simply abstain on the vote today. And uh, because the Bloc and the Conservatives together don't, I believe, quite have the votes to defeat the Liberals. The other thing that may happen, which I don't think many people have mentioned, is that uh, this may not be a problem-free vote this afternoon, because you've got it. Um, most MPs, I think, are voting virtually online. And you can have all, all kinds of snafus, as you know, when you do things online. Uh, in fact, we've already had some situations where MPs haven't been able to connect or they feel that they voted one way, but it wasn't marked properly. That doesn't happen when, when you're all in the House, and they're not all in the House. Only a small number will be. That's a good point. You're absolutely right. I have not heard anybody uh, talk about that to date. Uh, having said that, if the NDP does abstain, is there some uh, collateral damage for the party, do you think, at all, uh, Nelson, here? Because they've essentially sort of backed away from what is a important vote? No, no, no. I don't think there's damage. I mean, I think they, they felt they would have been hurt if there is an election. They really don't have the money to run an election. But... Um, I think you're accurate off the top. Nobody, none of the parties want an election now. This is just a a game of bluff that goes on in minority governments. I mean, think back. We had a speech from the throne, I don't know when it was, about a month ago, because that was a confidence matter. Everybody was talking about the possibility of an election. That that talk will come up again on the budget. It can come up on, on a day like today, a supply day, or what's called opposition day, when they're voting money for the government to keep the wheels uh, greased. Um, The Conservatives have made it clear they don't want an election. Uh, It's the Liberals that are are playing this hardball game because the Liberals uh, don't want the wee scandal pursued. I mean, that's why we had Parliament prorogued, and that's why they've been filibustering these committees that are trying to look into it. I mean, when the Liberals say, oh, you know, this would be a distraction from us working on the pandemic, well, uh, who's kept you from working on the pandemic? You can walk and chew gum at the same time. There are a lot of things that government does. Uh, You know, should they not attend to the uh, situation in Nova Scotia now with the fishers because there's a pandemic on? Look, government has a lot of capacity, so that's just rhetoric. It's that the Liberals don't want a thorough investigation. And you can't blame them, because when they say it's going to be a fishing expedition, that's what the opposition parties want. So are they in the best position right now, do you think, uh, Nelson? Because either they don't go ahead with this uh, committee, this investigation, or they get an election, and the polls are certainly in their favor, uh, showing that the Liberals might be in majority territory, and they get out of this minority situation. Yes, but elections are very uh, volatile. So, uh, you know, I've seen polls that show that the Liberals aren't that far ahead. And so you don't, uh, you want to make sure that you're clearly in the lead. And that isn't the, that isn't the case now. Uh, and you don't, you don't know what would happen in an election campaign as well. All kinds of things could unfold. I suspect what will happen 
is, look, these these committees that are trying to uh, look into the wee scandal, they'll continue. We'll see how long the liberals can just keep filibustering them. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know for sure. They may end up, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it doesn't make the liberals look good, I have to say, uh, because it looks like they're trying to cover something up. Let me, uh, I want to ask you, as somebody who has uh, studied this, a political scientist, I want to ask you a bit about the parliamentary system and uh, what Jagmeet Singh had to say uh, last hour. He said that uh, he was trying to negotiate uh, with the government uh, once again, and it was clear that they didn't want to talk, and all they want is an election. And, you know, we all understand the parliamentary system, and when you're in a minority situation, that you need to barter and make deals if you are the government of the day to get things done. But is this something a little different and something we've the likes of which we haven't seen before? Do you think, Nelson, we're basically this government saying, I don't want my ethics investigator this investigated. So, uh, you know, the NDP's coming down saying, OK, if you give us this and this, then we won't look into that. that that's something entirely different than, you know, arguing or quibbling or debating over, say, economic policy. Yes. Well, I don't th- look when it. it why should uh, Trudeau talk to the NDP? That'll just raise the fact that he feels he's weak. Uh, he knows he, he's got like a nuclear bomb in his hand. He can He's the one guy who can call an election anytime he wants. We don't need a vote in the parliament. He can run off to Rideau Hall anytime he wants and ask the governor general for an election. So, um, um, you know, sure, the NDP, if Trudeau comes across to the NDP, then the NDP says, well, we want this and that. But let's say he says, I'm not going to give you that. Is the NDP going to trigger an election? No, they don't want an election. The Conservatives are the official opposition. It is their job. And uh, and I wouldn't underestimate them. Remember, in the last election, the polls also had the Liberals in the lead. At the end of the day, the Conservatives got more votes than the Liberals. They just weren't, uh, the votes weren't weren't just that efficiently distributed for them. Sure, and I know a lot of the talk has been the Conservatives do not want an election right now because they just have a newly minted leader, Aaron O'Toole, and he needs some time to demonstrate himself to uh, Canadians and for Canadians to get to know him. But do you think that that, Nelson, is a bit of a faux argument and that uh, if they were to hit the election uh, trail, uh, Mr. O'Toole would have more of a spotlight the, than ever and that the Conservatives could perhaps capitalize on that? Absolutely. He's barely known to Canadians. And actually, it would be usually when p- people see a fresh face, they're more positively disposed. But I'll tell you why the Conservatives don't want an election, which is also something people aren't talking about. The Conservatives just went through a leadership campaign where two got elected. A lot of people thought Peter McKay would get elected. While that leadership campaign was on, the Conservatives weren't acting on nominating candidates in constituencies. And the reason is because the way our system has evolved is that, in effect, our candidates are more or less selected by the party leaders and their entourages. So uh, the party was not holding nomination meetings and in the over 200 seats that they don't hold now because they were waiting to see who would get elected. And that, and so if you canvass the Conservatives, ask them, how many candidates have you nominated? Well, if we have an election, the election is going to be in 36 days. So you haven't fielded a team that's gone out and started organizing and raising money, although the Conservatives have a lot of money. 
And the same situation applies to the NDP. The NDP is also got the problem it hasn't got money. I mean, uh, in the last campaign, it uh, you know they couldn't afford to charter an airplane and they mortgaged their the building they own to the hilt. In this campaign, Jagmeet Singh would probably have to use Uber to get around. So uh, it, it, it's just for for various reasons the the liber the the liberals, conservatives, the NDP, and the bloc as well really don't want an election. I'll tell you what I was surprised. I I thought that the bloc was going to support the liberals on this uh, for various reasons. One was the other day, one of the uh, bloc MPs on one of the committees uh, finally sided with the liberals because they weren't going anywhere. But the other reason is because the bloc isn't going to win more seats in Quebec. This, this we scandal is not as big a scandal in Quebec as it is in the rest of the country. The bloc stands to lose seats in Quebec to both the liberals and the conservatives. All right. So at the end of the day, when all is said and done, right now it seems like there's all this high political uh, drama. But if we were to put a title on it, it would maybe be uh, William Shakespeare, Much Ado About Nothing, you think? Well, (laughs) that's what we'll say tomorrow. (laughs) But it's great drama, as you said, today and expect more in months to come. All right. Nelson Wiseman at the University of Toronto. Nelson, pleasure as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, less than half an hour away. We're awaiting the confidence vote set for 3.15 this afternoon. If if an election is triggered, who's got the most to win and who has the most to lose? Here is Daryl Bricker with Ipsos Polling. He joins us now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Daryl, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, what does uh, the polling say here? Who has got the most to gain if we do indeed in the next hour or so get an election call? It's really hard to say. Uh, Over the last uh, couple of weeks, we've seen a few polls come out that show that the Liberals have moved into a bit of a a position of advantage. But the thing about election campaigns is you really never know what's going to happen until we get in them. So uh, this is a pretty high-risk strategy by the government to try and shut down uh, the process that uh, the Conservative Party uh, was trying to put in place uh, to investigate uh, the, the the wee transactions that were taking place in Ottawa. So um, obviously they must really care about this. So uh, the advantage, difficult to see at this point in time, but cl- quite clearly uh, the, the, the Liberals are worried enough to be pushing this. Okay, so this is far from a slam dunk that the Liberals, if indeed an election is triggered, would move into majority territory, because we've heard that uh, on and off again over the last uh, few months, and that's why uh, a lot of people feel Justin Trudeau might be right now in kind of a no-lose situation. Either that committee doesn't go forward, or he gets a pretty good shot at a majority government. Well, uh, the the committee could go forward in some other form. So, you know, that one's not done yet. And it's far from assured that there could be a majority government. I mean, uh, obviously, people are looking at situations like, for example, New Brunswick and British Columbia and seeing governments in COVID times actually getting majorities. We probably see a very similar thing in in Saskatchewan. But that's very different from the federal government. And the uh, the federal government's numbers aren't as good as those other governments were uh, going into the election campaign. So it's it's far from a far-gone conclusion that they would be positioned uh, to win a majority. Having said that, what does the polling say when it comes to the We Charity scandal? How much is that resonating, do we know, with uh, average Canadians? Well, we know it resonated a lot because uh, you actually saw the government react to it by prorogating the House. And we certainly saw the government's numbers 
really come down from a, a high that they were experienced uh, earlier in the spring uh, when the, the, the COVID crisis started and people were rallying behind the flag. They found a way to introduce par- reintroduce partisanship into politics, and their numbers descended as a result. And from that point, after they prorogued the House, they've come back and they've moved up a little bit. Uh, but uh, I think the consensus of polls is probably showing maybe a three, four, five-point lead over the Conservatives, which is not enough for, at the moment to form a comfortable majority. Just finally, Daryl, we've been musing about this all afternoon, that it seems like no party really wants an election, but here we are with a confidence vote set in about uh, 20 minutes or so from now. What about average Canadians, the Canadian voters? Is there any polling out there when it comes to their appetite for an election? Is there an appetite for one while we're in the midst of this uh, second wave of the pandemic? Well, it's interesting. When you ask uh, Canadians about whether or not we should have an election, those who would vote against the government say they want one, and those who are actually saying that they would support the government are much less likely to. So uh, it also creates a confusion, confusing environment for people uh, who are standing behind the government because they want to have stability and they want to see uh, Ottawa focused on fighting the pandemic. So there's a lot of contradictions here. Uh, very difficult to say how things would go, just as we saw in the last election campaign, and uh, not necessarily anything but choppy waters if anybody decides that they want to get into an election campaign right now. All right. We'll find out shortly. We'll all be watching. Daryl, appreciate the time, and thanks for breaking this down for us. Thanks for having me on. All right. Daryl Bricker is with Ipsos Polling. And just a reminder that you can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 1 till 3 Eastern. Just tune in at 640toronto.com. Also, find us on Spotify. Search my name, Jeff MacArthur, or download us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.